Charlotte and her web, David and his Goliath, Reba and her very own McIntyre. We've all got him and we all love him. It's noses, the smelly triangle of the face to some, a ruby in the bush to others. Noses, sweetie, it's what's for dinner. I'm James Dwyer. I'm Maggie Meadows. I'm Caroline Cotter. We just want to give a nice big hooty hoo to Mr. Hootie and all his blowfish for listening to us here on Stinkers. The And if it wasn't for you meddling kids, I would have gotten away with it too of podcasts where we talk to our guests about their biggest stinkers, a.k.a. the worst ideas they've ever had. Stinkers. 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 Today, we are joined by the captain himself, head honcho of podcasts such as Original Understudies. Everybody, please welcome from your homes a round of applause if possible, Mr. James Heaney. Thank you. Thank you all for, I mean, come on, at least you guys clap. Thank you. I did. And thank you, Maggie. Well, Maggie started it and it was a slow clap to start, but yes, thank you for having me. I'm a long time listener, big fan. I don't think I'm a really good fit for the podcast is the only problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> James, really, what does that mean? What, well, I mean, this is about people bringing some bad, bad ideas. I have, I'm like, I'm like almost like a, a constant strategist person. So I don't have bad ideas, hey, but hey. I have terrible luck. So some of these infallible I ideas just... Like a, a lot yeah. of them have turned out bad. Great also, idea that sounded great on paper, but didn't you know, didn't turn out as such. Just off the top of my head, too, James. After hearing you say that, I can name at least two things you have told me that I think are objectively bad ideas. <laughs> Come on, they weren't bad ideas. They might not have gone well, but those are good ideas. No, I think in a one in specific. Can I say a specific one? <sighs> yes, but when I'm going to you... probably correct you. <laughs> When you decided to re-sand, redo the floors of your rental apartment yes. home and you yes. got like blisters on your knees, mm-hmm. what did you say that's a good idea? Do you know how much labor costs that <laughs> Zero dollars. <laughs> you know what? You know how bad my knees hurt today from it? Zero. It was wow. a good idea. It hurt at the time. I had to walk around like I was a cast member of the Irishman for the improv show we did that <laughs> night. <laughs> but but overall, I didn't have to pay anybody to do that, and my blistered knees healed. So I also, what's another one? Go ahead. Um, well, okay. The, ne- the next one I just thought of now is a part of the first one where at that improv show, I believe I was performing with you, you said... Nobody make me get on the ground. My knees are blistered. And I would say within the first five minutes of the show, you yourself decided to get on all fours. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was at the time I let somebody sit on my back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a bad idea. 
But yeah. that was a, I mean, that was that wasn't something I had planned. It was just an instant like. And that's because it's okay. improv. You can't because it's improv. You and that's oh, on improv. A lot of people moment. know that it's completely in the moment. It is completely. You have to be true to the moment because if yeah. you're not true to the moment, the moment will let you have it. That's exactly mm. right. Well, what's funny, and I can't be alone on this. I'm sure you guys feel it. But when I jump on stage, any ailment that I've had throughout the day disappears for that amount yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It then, comes. I've injured myself so many times. Like, still to this day, have essentially permanent injuries from yeah. that feeling taking over yeah. during an improv scene. And Maggie, I feel like, has a kind of an all-time. Or was that, was that during I have an a improv herniated show? disc? I was oh, wondering if, if if it's that was going to be remembered, Caroline. Of course, that's what, I think do? about that at least once a month. At DCM. Uh, Del Close Marathon, for those who don't know. Those, yeah. Um, Great guy. There was. Great a, guy. Yeah. Um, and there was like a dance circle happening. And I thought. Was this no the one, LA one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one's really vibing in the middle. Like we're all, people are just like around doing, being funny, having fun. It was, I was going to say, it was also not a particularly crazy dance scene. No, but that's what my issue with it was, is mm-hmm. I said, this has to get crazy and, and I have to bring the crazy. So I thought it would be funny. And it was to do like a slip and slide motion on the <gasps> ground but there's no mm. there's no um no, it's just all dry uh it's just dry yeah. so dry i do one i do one and it's funny because my concrete. belly my belly just stops it and it gets a laugh and then that's when i really i got i got thirsty you know <laughs> i i got that little bit and i went back for seconds and i yeah, shouldn't have gone back is, for seconds because i broke right. my hand <laughs> That's right. And then she did I remember it. Yeah, I remember seeing you like with the damn ass broken hand at DC. <laughs> but that was I mean, that's what makes you a good improviser. Thank You're you so to, much. Did you did you think twice? No, I and not. I followed the fear. I followed wow. the fear. Right. Followed the fear. You didn't think Making Burbiglia proud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um so. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's just I f- I feel like we're really gathering that all four of us now, are just really. Now, did you do Popper's improv before or after the broken hand? <laughs> it's interesting that you ask that question, um, Caroline. When did we do Popper's improv? I watched it. I didn't do it. I'm not. A I don't know what say. Popper's improv is. Well, there. Oh. You know what you know Popper's are. Uh, I have a pretty good idea. What do you think it is? You snap something underneath your nose and it can either wake somebody up or it, loosen your or it, or it loosens, loosens your butthole. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I'm at kind my mom's of. house right now. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> even if I knew more about it, like I wouldn't want to really be an expert. Yeah, on yeah, it right yeah. yeah, yeah. But totally. like, is that generally what it is? That's like if somebody yeah. passes out. You're in the right zone. Well, you're in the right it's zone. Like, yeah, it's kind of like what you're describing seems like a hybrid of like smelling salts and poppers. But poppers, you like, it yeah. It seems like you like, think it's like a Christmas cracker or something. Yeah. <laughs> the snap element of it is, is, I love that. It's like sold as like VHS cleaner or something. Yeah. And really? it's like, yes. And like you can buy it at like sex shops and stuff and you sniff it. I think it's used to like loosen your butthole. But also the way we were using it for this improv set was like, it gives you like a very short, very intense, like head rush kind of thing. Yeah. Like a weapon. Well, I also, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was not using it for butt activities, but 
Yeah, that we weren't. Yeah, for the improv. No, 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 but no. I did. Oh, I did. No, no, no. I did feel the drop where I thought, okay, I get it. I yeah. get. I get what they're saying in that could sector. You, could that make you shit your pants? Yeah, for sure. I, there's gonna be times where I was shit your pants. Yeah, like yeah. Could, yeah. yeah. that doesn't make. Caroline, did you shit your pants during that improv show? I will say that um, this past week I did an improv show and I went alone and um, didn't really know anyone there, but I was farting so Caroline. Like before. What is the context of I did an improv show where I knew no one? Like it was a show I didn't know anyone. You know what I mean? Like I just got invited to do the show. They're like, yeah. oh, we're doing some master teams. I'll be like, oh yeah, it'll be fun to do. Yeah. And then I go and like before I get up, my team was last. I just it was like one of those I don't know if either any of you have experienced this. It was a literal nonstop at any point I could just be ripping farts. Never and have then, I experienced that. Really? On stage? No, this was before I got on stage. And I was oh. farting so much and so nonstop. And I was really trying to I have to, to like, eat Brussels sprouts to do that. Well, I don't know yeah. what happened, but I was, it was happening so much to the point where, and then it was my turn to go on stage. And I was like, I might have shit my pants. You know what I mean? It's like oh, no. the farting was so. Did you lose much. enough feeling at the tip of the hall to not know for sure? <laughs> well, it was just there's so much fart coming out. And yeah, that you have to like, assume some solids. Yeah. So I, when I got up on stage, the whole and I was like, wearing if any solids light. came out, it might have been surrounded by a cushion of air, and you wouldn't have felt it. Yes. And I was performing in light colored shorts, so the whole time I was like, I don't know. There's no easy way for me to check if I shit myself, and like. I'm not gonna like look, but anyway, I didn't. You and I've taken out your phone and done a bit of a selfie on the ass. Dirt it's weird on stage, on stage today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. conventional, but you like make a bit out of it. You'd be like, "I'm yeah. weird. I'm a little yeah. different." Um. Anyway, also, I want to <laughs> say for the record that before this episode today, I was like, "I'm not gonna talk about shit or farting." So. A, a bit we, of a jinx. We didn't even have to know that. Yeah, you sort of <laughs> admitted to your failure right off yep. the bat. Yeah. Okay. What, anyway. Also, what prompted you to be like, you know what? Today's going to be different. I'm not going to talk about shit or fart. So anyone can choose to make a change at any day in their life. Don't That's exactly right. You can, you can literally change everything in a second. Dang. Thank that you. That is truth. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Truth, truth in comedy, more like truth in life. Yeah. There you go. Caroline, would you say that's your stinker of the week? Or do you have another you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I'd say that's the main one and just going cold turkey off of my uh, um, mental drugs. So that I think that that kind of flavors everything. It just makes it a little bit different for me. Yeah. You know what? I thought for a second when you said mental drugs, you meant Lyoden. <laughs> I, I really... Oh, Sorry, I really assume you're never that, going cold turkey off that. that. That is helping me get through. Can you share? I looked up Lyoden and I decided I don't want to be part of it. So gross. Uh, I was really close. Like I'm really into signing up for new accounts, but I I hard passed. You don't want the kind of heat that that's going to bring you. I mean, it didn't seem like a fun game. Like I'd rather play Mafia Wars or Farmville. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm not going to play those games either. No. You don't have to, you didn't have to say any of that, James. You know what I mean? Just to come in, be so negative against my only passion. I, I know it's my own fault because I haven't made the time, but I would rather play some Sims with you. I'd like to, I'd I like to ask, I mean, I'm proud that Maggie has been playing Skyrim. One of the greatest yes. games of all time. Agreed. For your, 
like I've played no more excuse. hours than anyone I know on that That's game. True. I've probably played more hours than you. I right, actually I love what? this because I've played it so many times since it came out that every time I will log like 180 hours before I get like okay. I stop playing. It's a problem. Right. Well, that it's it, it might be close, but I have I think the first close. time I played it, I clocked 240 hours, and it's all on YouTube, and you can watch it. But then, Ooh. for pleasure, I played it many times after Same. that. It's one of the most yeah, replayable games. And I, so, it's... would you say that the first time you were not doing it for pleasure, <laughs> you were for doing it for a uh, uh, pain reason, or I was, I was doing it for a paycheck? I was working. I, I was oh, doing sure, it for game. Front. I, sure. Yeah, I was doing it for a paycheck. That's when I worked. That's when Gamefront was owned by Break Media, and uh, I played the entire. Like, there's over 200 hours of me playing. Is it's me, Danger from Daggerfall. Like I'm doing. Blah, 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 blah. And it's man. unfortunately oh. it's in PS3. It's oh. on PS3, so the <laughs> graphics are like not nearly as good. I need to find uh, these videos. Oh, after this is over, I'd love to share a song Please. with you guys. That I, I would made. love that. It's a Skyrim song that if you've played through Skyrim, it references the Thieves Guild, like everything. I'm Frost a member. Giants. I'm a member of the Thieves Guild. I'm a, I'm a member of, of all of them. Oh, you gotta join every guild Wait. eventually. Come on. Yeah. I well, I never I never joined the Dark Brotherhood, sorry. What? It's just not for me. Like there's I a love certain... that you're morally opposed. Sorry. It's the most fun. It's the most like compelling of the side quest guilds, in my opinion, in terms of story. A thousand percent. Oh, but you have to start people. by like killing somebody. That's the problem. Yeah, they're not good people. I'm I'm a good guy. Sorry. <laughs> oh wow. I I get it. I get it. I have I gave up on the Dark Brotherhood quest because it was so hard to kill anyone without getting caught that I just stopped. Wait, James, yeah. did you ever play any of the Knights of the Old Republic games? No, but I played uh, a lot of Fallout. That was the other direction. I was going to say, say, not you Knights of the Old Dark Republic. or Light on those types of games. Yeah. So you, did you always go like good guy? Uh, Fallout, I played the bad guy sometimes because it's, you know, that first fall. Well, not first Fallout, but Fallout 3, you got that choice with Megaton and it mm -hmm. changes everything one way or the other. And like that's too tempting. You can't yeah. be a good guy and fall out. And I've yeah. been a cannibal. I've done some cannibalism. <laughs> so, yeah. In Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, in Skyrim, you're like, I'm not gonna kill anyone. I'll eat them though. Well, I'll be part of the thieves guild. But, oh yeah, yes. it's still bad. Yeah. Well, it's you bad, know, it, it has been it has been almost 15 minutes, and I think sorry. Um, no, it's no, it's, it's all it's all wow, of us. keeping us on task. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep us on task a little a bit. Mother, mother and vibe. Listen, yeah, I just would love her to. Eggs. I'm gonna lay my eggs, and you can you can overeasy them, you can over medium poach these suckers. However, you're gonna let us just kill your babies. Come That's on. how it goes. That's how it goes in my <laughs> roost. Welcome to the roost. Uh, so for you, you make eggs for sustenance and food. You're like I'm pooping out food for everyone, or it's a full. You know food. how people talk about a closed loop. Uh, yeah, uh, ecosystem. An ecosystem. That's what I like. Am. A terrarium. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I'm a closed or a loop. cooling system for a PC. Exactly. <laughs> you are a yeah. cooling exactly. system for a PC. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I think we should kind of dive into whatever James brought us. Yeah. I okay. Mean, well, this is it's going to be pretty head. simple because it was a great idea. It just unfortunately <laughs> turned out not so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm from like maybe one or 
uh, like I, I don't know. I'm I'm older than all you guys. So in wow. the year 2000, I was on the top of my life to an improv in Chicago. Wow, just crushing it. And I uh, and in 2001, the theater I was performing through, which was Low Sodium Entertainment, we were doing the Evil Show. Improvisers must be punished. We <laughs> we had left IO in like two like 2000, doing really good. It shut down because Improv Olympic screwed us and i won't even get into that but it was their fault they bought out our theater and left it empty just so that we couldn't perform wow uh, we I, tried to I start could to... ask you about this forever oh, i would love going. to do... it would take a whole hour just to talk about that <laughs> that wasn't my bad idea that was sharna helper and ruining a good thing okay. wow naming names okay. different day different day uh but so we tried to start it back up but once we lost our original theater space it just never was yeah, caught back tough. on and so I decided to move to LA because I had, as like a 21 year old, I, I had, when I was 19, 20 and at 21, I was so successful in the improv world of Chicago. <laughs> I was like, let's go to LA. There's yeah. nothing going on there. And that was before UCB. It was like before UCB, Improv Olympic had just opened out there. Yeah. Uh, there was Groundlings, but I was so unfamiliar because it was the beginning of the internet. So you couldn't really search what was going on with that. And there was second city. And that's where I studied in Chicago. So I moved to LA uh, and I had saved up everything I could have. And I dropped out of school my senior year of college. Wow. That's not a stinker. Honestly, I have no regrets about that. Where'd you go to college? Ask me Columbia college. I knew it. (laughs) No one's ever, I've never lost an acting gig. Cause they were like, well, everybody who's dropped out of Columbia. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I had to ask. So it, that is not the stinker. College, idea. am I? It's they all like over a Chicago. The program, right? Like, isn't Got that it. Yeah. part of it? Yeah. Got yeah. It. Um, so it was, I wasn't really feeling like I learned a lot. Uh, I thought my best teachers got jobs and I got substitute teachers that weren't doing the quality improv I was doing on Fridays and Saturday nights. <laughs> no, they weren't. So, so I moved to LA and I had like, I don't know, like maybe four or $5,000 saved up, which was the most money I had had from that point. All the way until all like after I got married, like that was the biggest chunk I ever had. Yeah, and I At went that to age, you're theater. like, I'm rich, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh my god! And it was it was everything I had, and I could have blown it going back to college for my senior year, but they like wouldn't give me a loan. A lot of crazy stuff with that. Mm-hmm. So I made the choice to go to LA and start my own improv troupe, where it was I was the boss. Um, and. <laughs> Like I tried to get a show at, at at the Groundlings, and that was the first place I went. And they were like, uh, "We don't, we're not, we don't rent the theater out to people that aren't Groundlings." And basically, it's like, "Oh, do you know any other improv friendly places?" They're like, "We're the only place that does improv," which was a lie because there's second city. Yeah, uh, yeah. But nonetheless, like that was the attitude I got from them. I wasn't a Second City alumni. I just studied there, so I wasn't going to be able to get Second City. But I found a place called Maskers Cabaret. And it was a dinner theater place. Oh my god! And my girlfriend at the time, when I moved out, have you heard of this place, James? No, no, I just can't understand the name and the sounds wild. Dinner. Theater. It was not. It was really close to where the Groundlings was. It was like a few blocks away, mm-hmm. and it was a nice area over by Melrose. And uh, and I went in there, and I had a meeting with like the the like manager of their place, and they gave me free tickets to come see a show. And I'll never forget it. I was with my girlfriend at the time who still lived in Chicago, but was visiting as I moved to LA. And we went to a Doris Day, like Life of Doris Day, like show, one woman show. And it was like sold out everywhere. 
it was just sold out and it was just us. It was felt so rich and they, we had to get our own dinners, but they comped our tickets to the show and we had the thing. And like, after everybody left, I stayed and it was me, my girlfriend, the guy. And he's like, so if you want to do your show here, like, uh, you can get it and we'll do a 10 week contract. I think it was actually an eight week contract. Let me not lie. It was an eight week contract. Awesome. All you got to do is get 10 tickets to a show each night. And then after that, you'll make all the money after the first 10 tickets are sold. And I was like, and that place was sold out the day I went. And I was like, well, it's like, is it always like this? And he said, yeah, it's always like oh, this. No. And I was like, well, I didn't know anybody in LA. Yeah. Except. <laughs> Except for one person I knew that had just graduated Second City and like the two friends she made at Second City. And so I signed an eight week contract, but it was only 10 tickets. You only got to get 10 tickets, but they were $20 tickets. Yeah. Right. $20 tickets. And in, yeah. Back in the early 2000s, money worked differently back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's exactly right. So. And in Chicago, I would flyer. We had in Chicago, we had ten dollar tickets, but with these flyers, they were five dollars, and it was BYOB. And mm-hmm. we were selling out our shows. All the experience I had with paid shows were selling them out for a couple of years straight. And it mm-hmm. was like, oh, it's easy to sell out a show. And I go to this Doris Day show; it sold out. But I didn't think about. I hadn't really looked around. They were all elderly people at the show. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah, Doris have Day, yet. a Catholic worker. I don't even know who she is still. Like I don't. I saw the show, and like I don't remember anything about it. But uh, I had the show, and my first night of the show, I think I had four people in the audience. Oh, so no. I had to pay twenty dollars a ticket for every sh- ticket. So oh. s- ticket five, six, seven, no. eight. Like, and that was the first show, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I just didn't promote it fast, good enough. And like I begged people to come to this show because oh. it was dinner theater. So $20 yeah. got you a ticket and it got you your meal. Oh. The second week, I had two people in the audience. Oh my. So God. I had to pay for every ticket after that. Oh. And I like did everything I could, but we were getting two people, four people. And I ended up no. like going through all of my money. No. Like some of it went to the moon, oh. but I think I blew like it was like six weeks in and i told the guy i said i don't have any money left i said i and he's like you're never gonna work in this town again what? He, said yeah. that? he did say that that oh i love guy. that and and i said i said i don't know what to tell you like you can't squeeze blood from a beat i i have no more money like i can't keep doing shows for two people and the cast was very defeated. Like and the cast was, didn't like who wants to do shows for like two, three people in the audience. Just the guy is like, it was uh, it was called the Asylum Show, okay. and it was a short form improv show where we had two characters that were crazy, and they would like uh, it would be like you know Skittles the you know and the rapper versus you know um, a fetus that was a dead baby you know oh old people humor and then so- one person. <laughs> And then one person was the doctor of the asylum, and these two people were competing, almost like comedy sports. Well, pretty much comedy sports. You know sports. what's funny? I'm pretty sure the video game Arkham Asylum was based on this show. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and then the and then the other because it was a cast of, uh, of I think only six people. It was a very small cast, and like the other characters just had like smart uh, what what do you call them? nurses gowns or yeah. The, like just like scrubs and they were just like other workers. And then the two directors would direct short form improv. And it was like, you know, an hour and a half long show. It was, 
it, it would have been a good show. The problem was, is it was it also honestly, it really wasn't a good show either. Because like, <laughs> yeah. there was me who had that done short really form busy. improv in Chicago, yeah. and then there was one girl that I grew up with and did high school improv with, which I was in love with. This girl, I was, oh! like. Oh. And granted, I had gone out there with my girlfriend to like check out the show, there but like I was really moving from Chicago. It. I was moving from Chicago because I kind of didn't know another way to break up with this other girl. Oh and, like, my I was, like, god! See, now we're in the heart. Now Did we're at the guys, heart of why this is a stinker. You? I love it. You tried to break up with her, but she moved with you to Los Angeles. No, no, she never moved. She moved. Actually, she ended up moving to LA like two or three years later. Oh, okay, not okay. with me. We had already broken up. I see. But I she see. had moved to LA two or three years later. Um. But when I moved from Chicago, we had dated. I'm, I've been like a serial monogamist. Mm-hmm. I had dated her from when I was 15 to when I was 21. Wow. And like I had tried to break up with her in high school. But, you know, the drama that goes along with breaking up with a girl like, you know, it was. It was <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're always on the rag. What do you get? Yeah. yeah. No, you I mean, try to, you try to reason with them. Holy shit. I mean, Jesus. She these would, girls. She would. And I don't want to say try to break up. You're like, sorry, let's wait till you're not on your period. <laughs> Uh, no, she would like uh, th- threaten to kill herself and this oh, and that. And it was like you know, very, high school trauma. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this is very like freshman or college, high school. Yeah, so, and I was like, I just got to get out of the state, you know? <laughs> and and like, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, everything turned out okay. I thought doing a show anywhere in the country would be as easy as doing a show in Chicago. And it should have. Like that show should have sh- done as well as the Doris Day show. But I didn't know anybody, so I guess that's it was it. a stinker idea. Yeah. Well, and that guy seems like like that seems like such a scam yeah. way to run a place. Like that is reminding me, although I've never oh, done them, like you know, bringer stand up Broadway comedy like club. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, Broadway comedy club. Yeah. There was this you know, yeah, the that... guy who with the bowler hat who ran Broadway comedy club called yes. his name was Aaron Haver, and he'd be like, "I was a <gasps> in Chicago." Are you serious? Yes, I'm so excited. I was. Yes, you know about him. That is who owned Low Sodium Entertainment. That's oh. who owned the Evil Show. That's who I did shows with in Chicago. I oh. swear to God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh a- my God. That's mind blowing. Yeah, that's who I did shows with in Chicago for the year 2000, like 2000, 2001. And oh then I moved God. to. So, so wait, I have so much. Okay? Oh my God. This is blowing my mind. He <laughs> like ran shows out of this place in called New York Bonnet Comedy Club for a little while, but. We then like found out he kind of like got chased out of Chicago. I don't even know the whole story. Oh, I could tell you the whole story if we can have some sort of like legalese that I won't get in trouble for it because it's well, a crazy. I'm not friends with the guy. I yeah. I mean, he's always this listening. Guy's disappeared. Yeah, he's. Oh, I he has not disappeared. He's like Voldemort, my friend. I just oh, actually had a bad experience with him a God. year ago. Oh my! Maybe God. two years ago. Do you have so, no much? You have no idea how excited I am about this. I'm so, this so, is so specific to my life. Uh, how like, how much time do we have? Because I know let's that go. there's let's just I mean so, time. So I don't know about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> In all fairness, yes, the show that we did, evil the evil show and improvisers must be punished. It was super successful. It started at Improv Olympic, mm-hmm. and it was at midnight. And they're like, nobody's going to see shows at midnight, and it's in Wrigleyville. So we had a show that was upstairs, and it was ten dollars, and it was BYOB, and it just started killing it. We were getting full crowds. So Sharna opened up a show downstairs that was free with a two drink minimum, same time, 
And they stopped, they, they would stop telling people there was a show upstairs. So we moved our show. If you're familiar with the area of Chicago where Improv Olympic originally was, we moved it two blocks away to a place called Stage Left. And we were there for like a year and a half, just selling out literally every Friday and Saturday night for almost two years. Wow. That's so cool. And then, and she would, and we would fly her right in front of Improv Olympic, like 10 <laughs> feet away from their door. And Sharna would scream. She'd pull her hair and she'd call the cops and the cops would show up and they'd be like, well, are they selling tickets? And we weren't selling tickets. We were giving flyers away. And like, well, technically that's so okay. Crazy. That is so wild. <laughs> so, but then what they did is they ended up putting people flyering in front of stage left with these tickets that said, rest in peace, RIP for Valentine's Day of probably Valentine's Day of maybe... 2000 i assume it must have been so pre-9-11 we still it was pre-9-11 uh 9-11 really like that that was kind of the nail in the coffin because we had started but but in many ways uh, yeah so the rest in peace thing was a little gimmick and then uh, about a month later it might have been two months later she ended up renting stage left and doing nothing with it as far mm-hmm. as i know and we had to find a new space to bring our show, which we went to Lynx Hall, which became later Under the Gun Theater. And we called ourselves, and this is kind of an inspiration for where original understudies came from a little bit. But we used to say that we were doing original monologues at Lynx Hall. And Lynx Hall used to be a ballet studio. Mm. And we would do a BYOB show at Lynx Hall. And people would be po- drinking beer, pouring beer all over themselves. And we got kicked out like one week after being there. <laughs> So then we had another because we originally started doing improv shows and then we got kicked out. and We had one of the other people in the theater. Aaron Haber was the director, but we had this other woman named. Anna I'll bleep Stein. this name if we have to, if, it, if we get worried. maybe we I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, these are all facts. These are all facts. There might point. be things that I say that are my opinions. But so far, these yeah, are just facts. Cl- just qualify. So far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll qualify. These are all opinions or <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. But uh, so. We go to Lynx Hall. We get kicked out as the show that we were doing, but we're trying to, we need a place to do shows. So this woman that was like in charge of like the treasury and secretary of stuff, because he was pretty organized. Uh, she went and she got original monologues and we told them that we were going to start doing monologues at this theater, but it was still a BYOB improv show. And we weren't supposed to use our names and stuff, but like, guess what? One or two weeks later, we were kicked out again because we were doing a BYOP show at a ballet studio. So like it didn't last long. We got kicked out. Then we started doing shows at a Mexican restaurant called El Jardin down the street. And we were trying to open up a theater and I had that money I had saved up Mm -hmm. and I tried to put it in and we were going to open a theater with Aaron Haber. I was like a partner with four other people with Aaron Haber and the original building. We had all of this stuff like signed up to start a, a business together, but the, the agreement we had with escrow and everything folded. So everybody got their money back. And then Aaron opened a place called coffee craze underneath the red line at Addison stop. I'm so sorry, but the names of every single one of these locations are, are fake. These are like like friends. Yeah. Central perk. This is the most ridiculous. I love it. I can't believe adults came up with these names. Please continue. Yeah. So the Addison Red Line stop was like a block away from Improv Olympic, if you guys are familiar. It's the Red Line. It was just the first stop that was really close to Improv Olympic. And at the bottom of the exit, there was a coffee shop called Coffee Craze. Aaron Mm -hmm. Haber, I guess, bought it or rented it. But here's where everything for him failed. He continued his business there. And all of the improvisers that were performing had to work for free at the coffee shop. 
my God. God. And because it was an establishment, we went from BYOB and he was going to try to get a liquor license. I don't know if he's trying to get a liquor license, but what I do remember is it was no longer BYOB. And our crowds went to like nothing very quickly. And I had my money that I was investing. You were working, ultimately just working on alcoholism. Yeah. 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 So when that, when Coffee Craze happened, there was one person that was super successful and like really great in the show named Brad Norman, who turned out to be the Bullwinkle voice from Rocky and Bullwinkle's reboot on Prime. Um, (laughs) But he left first. And when Brad Norman left, I was like, he was the best performer in the group. I was like, that's my sign to get out. So I moved to LA. Now, here's the other thing that came up with Aaron Haber, just like maybe it's hard to tell because COVID has distorted my perception of time. Oh, and here's a kicker. When I performed with Aaron Haber, he did pay me as a performer and we got a percentage of the box office, which was wonderful as an improviser, but we signed a contract that we weren't allowed to perform with other improv groups, which wouldn't surprise me. That's crazy. I don't know if he did the same thing in New York, but like we weren't allowed to perform at Second City. We weren't allowed to perform at Improv Olympic, the Annoyance Theater, and we weren't allowed to take classes there because he said, if he's paying you, you're a professional, so you shouldn't be taking classes. That's psychotic. He had so many bizarre, wrongheaded ideas. It was so weird. Which is what brings me back to this new thing. I reached out to him because I, I like, while he did some bad things, I felt burned by him. I will always be thankful. He's the first person I went on tour doing shows with and getting paid on the road. And I had reached out to him and said hi or whatnot. And uh, he's like, I've got a great new thing for you to be part of. And Periscope was shutting down. Do you remember Periscope? I remember so Periscope. whatever Periscope shut down, at the same time Periscope was shutting down, he was part of a new company called Haps. And it was some video thing that was taking over. And they were getting all of the viewers from Periscope to come over to this new app. And he was like, oh, you got to be part of it. And like, like, like you're going to make so much money. And, and I was totally in. And then he was like, but you got to sign a contract that you won't like stream or do anything else with anybody else. And I was already part of game. And like, I was already doing my own thing. I was like, oh, that's a deal breaker. And the company busted. This guy loves contracts. But Aaron Haber, there it is. And he, the bowler hat. Absolutely. I I have, he, I'm sorry. That is such a, I'm relish in that, those stories because I've never known anyone who knew him while he was in Chicago. And he, I only knew him because I was young and starting to do improv and he was convincing people to do shows at probably comedy club. And we would all end up just having to pay him money. Uh, And he was trying to get us to take his classes. And he had a class called like clocked or something like that, where he's like, Mm -hmm. I have this incredible form. And it was just that. Like, and it was like the first, it would be a timed amount of scenes. Yeah. I, we did that show shorter. in Chicago. Yeah. And he's like, it's, you got to take it. And he was trying to convince us all to take his class. And it was at the time more expensive than all the classes at UCB were. And those were already the most expensive classes in the city. Wow. Uh, and I never took any of that. Uh, but I always, the vibe was always, he was like Broadway comedy club was also a very much like a grimy stand up place where it's like bringer show energy. Yeah, it felt like Broadway Comedy Club. I went once, and it felt like I was in 1994. Yes, well, and exactly. all the performers always usually had to buy drinks too. Uh huh. I remember my college sketch group did a show there once, 
and I, we thought it was like, so cool. You know what I mean? We were like, wow, this yeah, is we like, it. So we've excited. like, we've made it. And then it was just in hindsight where I was like, oh, I guess it's normal for me to have to buy like a meal and two drink. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I will um, also never forget that the drinks were like, you would go be like, I'll have a whiskey. So they're like, okay. And it was just this clear unbottled, like unnamed liquor I've never seen in my life. Like it, all of the drinks were that where you're like, you, you could order a Jack and Coke and they're like, yeah, you got it. And then they're like, you just can't see what's in the bar at all. Yeah. It was incredible. That's beautiful. Well, That's really. I'll be honest. I feel that um, what I'm getting really from this is that improv culture in general is a stinker. I think. Well, actually, hey, is- hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, oh. I am picking up that. Yeah. comedy seat in general has some it's, it's toxic yeah i think the la comedy scene is a little better than at least chicago yes, i've never been part of the new york improv comedy scene but in chicago everybody wanted everyone else's teams to fail for theirs to yeah. succeed that's new and york in la too. i feel like I, in la i feel like people embrace it and are really supportive mm-hmm. yeah. uh, i have Actually, a lot of hope for la's comedy scene new york though is so special um and the comedy scene i don't know would you really say it's toxic yeah yeah that's so crazy i have to say i never heard anything that made anything toxic that's a really interesting thing to say caroline you've never heard anything Anything that made made anything anything toxic. toxic Okay. Yeah, you repeated it, so it sounds seems like you understand what I said. No, and, and I'm just drinking it in. I'm letting that. I'm swirling Please it around, seeing how it sits. Yeah. yeah, how how's the mouth feel? Uh, numb, very <laughs> numb. Uh, uh, yeah, what is, it's is that a Szechuan pepper tannin? Yeah, that I'm getting it. Well, my ass is sweaty. Numb in there. Legs. Yeah. Well, uh, James, I could have listened. Unfortunately, I could ask you questions about that entire. I, and I feel bad. Saga. I feel like I might have bored a great deal of your listeners because if you're not into the improv comedy scene, yeah, like, this is you don't know episode. those locations. This isn't well, your episode. There is yeah. a niche of our listeners that will relish, and this yeah. this episode is for them. That specific or, part of the episode is for them. Yeah, yeah, they either were bored or they got very educated, and it's important to educate. I think pe- uh, people aren't saying that enough these days. Thank you. Yeah, In go this off, economy. Man. Yeah. Learning, learning is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. This yeah. economy, I agree. Speaking of economy, mm-hmm. I am. Well, I'm interested in investing. I think Me we too. all know that. I'm interested. I in- actually have. I lied. I actually do have some of the little nest egg left. I have some investment money. Did you just figure that out? Did you just like discover I, it? I don't now? usually say much about it out loud because I don't want people to like try to poach it from me. But I, I actually did save some some investment money, but Ooh. I only want to use it. Like I've been pretty adamant about using it only on like really good ideas. Yeah, you're going to. That's, well, that's so actually, good for us. That's really good because I think Maggie was about to say something regarding was that I? money. Yeah. Interesting. Regarding a way to use that money. The, way, the, oh, the money in the mouth. Yeah. Um. And we, it's just going to be really good for us that you do already have some of that money Um. because we are going to be bringing you some really big, exciting investment opportunities. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is, I need for sure returns because I count on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. that kind of stuff. That's good. I've been kind of like on a lull. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. So yeah. now we're going to do a little thing we call piss tank, 
Um, and we're each going to give you our worst idea, but it turns out that can be good for investments sometimes. Um, okay. At the yeah, end, you sort, sure. if you have questions at the end of each one, go ahead. And at the end, you just tell us which one you're all in on the piss for, you know? Okay. All right. And yeah, and I can, with, with the right amount of investment, I can, I can be part owner. Oh, well, absolutely. It depends on the deals. Oh, uh, it will depend on the deal because sometimes um, it's a all money, no ownership deal, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take that into account. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, if you don't mind, I I wouldn't mind going first. Oh, you want to go first? Yeah. I'd prefer it. Oh, you want? Okay. Mm hmm. Hello, Shark. Hi. I'm a single mother and I'm very tired. Single as in single and looking, and I don't have a partner. I did get someone to run some train on me, and that's how I have my current baby. As we all know, on this day in history in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the official Thanksgiving holiday for November 26, 1863. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. Okay. What I'm, wow. here, what I'm here to talk about is... <laughs> is my idea that I would love your money for. And my idea is present day Billy Crystal. Shark, with present day Billy Crystal, That's the name you, of it. you get all of the benefits of actor Billy Crystal in his present day state. So we're talking about this is the guy okay. who has performed the Broadway show 700 Sundays. This is Harry from When Harry Met Sally. And mm -hmm. my idea with present day Billy Crystal is you would get to um, purchase and own a stake in actor, person, human being, Billy Crystal in his present right. day form. Is there, is there like any guarantees that it'll last like 90 days or? No, because now he is, let me actually look that up. He is old. So this is actually the, I can't stress enough. This is the exact same age as, Billy Crystal is now, so he's eight, uh, 74. So I think he'll be lasting for 90 more days, but that is not a guarantee that I'm financially... Is there a guarantee that I can get? Like, when does when will I get him? And is there, a, like, a certain turnaround time? So are you like familiar with... days? Sure. Are you familiar with a human lifespan? Generally. It seems to vary greatly. Exactly. But he seems to be also pretty well taken care of. Well... I don't know about that, but if you invest in present day Billy Crystal, we will do our best to give you our 99% company guarantee that we are 99% sure we can have you have present day Crystal for 90 days. That's pretty close to 100%. That's right. And all we need You're is- You're almost 100% sure? 99% guarantee. And we have a- um, and what we would need in that is uh, $45 million for a 30% stake in the company. Okay. Uh, that would be like pretty much everything that I have. Uh, can I... Oh God. Uh, I, I can't really make this call until I hear what everybody else has. That's the idea. Thank God. Thank Thank God. You. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll get into a sale and somebody makes me make the choice right then and there, or they say it's going to be more next time around. So thank you. I really appreciate it. It'll actually cutthroat. shark. It'll be less next time around. So that's something to think about oh, too. Okay. Uh, every minute that passes, the price of present day Billy Crystal drops by $1 million. But that probably means there's a chance I won't get them. Sure. Mm. Okay. 
Wow. All right. Well, I've written everything down. Um, so these numbers look pretty good, but I'm not willing to commit yet. Thank you, Shark. Is there? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, me? Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Er, I, this I might be mistaken, but you're not. You're not the guy that came up with D space odorant, are you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I kind of had a bad experience with that. But you know what? It's a fresh fresh slate well and thank you for giving me a fresh slate because i believe in second chances third chances and beyond to infinity and beyond as they say Mm -hmm. um my name is james uh and i'm here today to talk about a product i'm very excited about uh it's called christmas beef uh it's beef Mm -hmm. that you can only eat at christmas finally a beef that's seasonal the way christmas beef works is that you eat it only at christmas (laughs) Uh, basically what we, I've found is that a lot of people, uh, feel that there isn't a beef that is particular to Christmas. So I created a beef that if you try to eat it, not during the Christmas season, it's poison. Oh, so yeah, it's kind of like during the Christmas season. Yeah. And we, and for us, the Christmas season is from November 1st to January 15th. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. If you eat that beef on January 16th, uh, bye-bye is the vibe because you will pass away. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're able to make the Christmas beef deadly from January 16th to October 31st thanks to our patented poison seasoning. Our poison seasoning Mm -hmm. is time-activated. Thank you to science, first of all, (laughs) and also uh, to the FDA for allowing us to make this food. Um. Basically, that's it. Uh, is it's the beef that can only be eaten during the Christmas season? All right, I got a couple questions on it. Please, uh, I love to answer. Now, one thing it brings me actually a lot of comfort knowing that because sometimes you have leftovers from Christmas, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and you wonder for how long. Like, can I still eat it after such and such date? Yeah. But this makes it clear cut. Just throw it away. Right. It does make it clear cut, but it can also expire before it can like get rancid before the 15th, oh. but it won't get. I'm sorry, let me write that down the really 15th. Quick. It can get. So ran- can let, go- yeah, let me restate that. It can get rancid before the 15th of January, but it don't get poisoned before the 15th of January. All right. Well, that actually thank you. That actually solves my next question. I was going to ask, like, if you had leftovers, could you keep it until the next year? Uh, and uh, after the date, it would absolutely. be rancid. For sure. You could pickle it. If you pickle oh. the beef, uh, you could keep it to next year, but you still can only eat it from November 1st to January yeah. 15th. It's time obviously. activated, thanks to the poison yeah, seasoning. That's great. Obviously, yeah. That's obviously, great. Yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, what are we talking about to be like? Well, we're talking what, what, right now. What's that? How can I get in on this? We value Christmas beef at $90 million. And we're willing to offer you today 50% of the company for $45 million. That's crazy. That's the exact amount of money I have. When I heard that, I nearly I nearly shit my Christmas beef because I was so surprised to hear the same That's amount. That's crazy. Before. Yeah. Okay, let me write that down. All right, let me look at this. Wow. I mean, that almost seems like fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do believe in fate. I've seen Final Destination. I know the way I know that eventually I'm gonna die bad. Okay. Unrelated, unrelated. 
Wow. I mean, it's going to be hard to choose between these two options. I, I well, there's going to be a third. So I hope I'm you're done. ready. Uh, you're done? Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, how, how, are you, how are you doing, James? I'm excited. I was. I feel like I've got a lot of opportunity. I haven't felt this much opportunity since school. Wow. Wow. Like when the world was at my fingertips. I would kill to have that kind of feeling because I am exhausted. I'm exhausted and I'm not able to get anything done. And uh, I could use a boost. So I started thinking, mm-hmm. what could I use to get me going? You know, I, I, I went, I've gone, I've tried it all. Um, Coffee? No. <laughs> I drink coffee. It's usually just in the morning and it helps me get a zip no. in my step. No. It that doesn't work. No, we're not doing coffee. Um and anything else that you think of, that's not what this is. Um yeah, this is actually something uh innovative and disruptive to the drug cartel. Oh. Oh my god, that sounds dangerous. What what's what's life without a little din- danger? Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's been pretty boring around here. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you what could spice up almost anything. Almost anything. Cococaine. Cococaine is cocaine made from a mix of hot cocoa mix and coconut body. Oh, coconut. Coconut gives it the white coloring to give you a little hit of your favorite powdery good good. And the 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 co- cocoa powder is what provides the powdery feeling because that's what your body, ultimately what we're learning is the body is keeping the score. And when the body's keeping the score, it doesn't even matter who the players are. So if your body has already kept the score with the player of cocaine going up your nose, your body will respond in the same way if you use cocaine. You will. <laughs> there is no. Are there you is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got something on your nose. Yeah. I am a walking, living embodiment of the co-cocaine success story. I got myself out of bed this morning. I ran five miles. I've, I've eaten three meals already today. I can do it all because I am on a heavy diet of co-cocaine. I used to be on crank. I used to do it all. I used to I used to do cocaine in places with people and in ways you, James, could never think of. And okay. <laughs> and I don't mean that as an insult, but it sounded like a challenge. Well, what better way to challenge than in a way that you can guarantee you will not die? And that is a guarantee that Coco Cane can make. You will not die. That is the one guarantee that as a company we wow. make. Thank you. I'm looking that's... for the same amount of money that they both said. Okay, that's crazy. That's how much money I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel pretty lucky today. Um, Do you like drugs? I mean, I'm at my mom's house right now. So I'm just going to say yes, and we all understood. know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yep, understood. No, no further questions. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, so can we just take a? I just want to write this down really quick. So what? Is, it's coconut. It's cocoa. It's cocoa. What, what's in it? It's Swiss Miss and the body of coconuts chopped up together, the way you would okay. say a fresh, fresh batch of that snow, the good stuff. Um, a lot like that. But it <laughs> what in, in cocoa cane? What is the cane part of it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I, I, I'm not trying to. I just, I just want to know because I'm pretty interested. Hey James. But, hey James. Yeah? What's the cane part of cocaine? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> now you here's know? my worry. I've got like a super addictive personality. So, that's like, good I can't... for this stuff. This is a healthy is addiction. That's a. That's what we're doing. It's got is coconut. Right. We are trying to, it's like the equivalent of Beyond Burger or Impossible Burgers. We are providing you with the texture and experience of the thing, of cocaine, without any of the dangers. So you're saying there's no, there is no cocaine in it? There is no cocaine unless, unless you're adding in your own, your own fruits. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Jeez. This, I don't. I'm looking at this piece of paper and it's not adding up. I mean, it's, I, it it's not adding up. Yeah, I got the I got the cocoa. Mm -hmm. I got the cocoa nut. But there just seems to be something missing to give me a pep in my step. I I already have coffee, so I I don't know. Okay, yeah, so I don't know if this would I, help me. I, I yeah this this is a uh, this is. Maybe not. You're maybe not the right investor. I'm probably. Well, wait a second. Don't. I probably should aim for more like Martin Shkreli or Diplo. No, no, no. Or... I'm like I'm like Farmer Bro. I'm like Farmer Bro. Like what? I'm like that kind of client. Well, I don't know. I don't like... know. If you're like Pharma Bro, let's fucking see it. Jeez. Billy Crystal's gonna die. Mm -hmm. oh, and just so you know, sir, the cost has gone down to uh, $12. Jeez, $12. That's great. Uh, is anyone else willing to have $44,999,983? Well, wait, hold on. I'll increase it back up to $45 million if you're going to be giving that money away to somebody else. I thought you were going to keep it for what? yourself. It's back up to $45 million. Whoa, that was, I can't believe you just pulled it back like that. No, because that, it is, I will just say inflation's crazy right now. It yeah. is. That might be inflation right before our eyes. Hmm. It's a bull market. Hmm. It is yeah. a bull market. I can't go any lower, unfortunately, because, but I am offering 50% of the company. 50% of the company. And like, then to get, I would, if I have 50% of the company, does that mean like the other 50% is my friend and like we work together? Yeah. I would team? assume it's actually your best friend. Really? Yeah. And it would like be, it would come to your birthdays. Um, it would, it's like, it's there for you when you need a friend to lean on, I would even say. Wow. And, and, and this seems like the right time of year to get on it because I, can I get my first batch before this year's Christmas? Absolutely. Uh, you can get your first batch of Christmas beef just in time for the Christmas season. Uh, you know what? No offense, but I think Billy Crystal is going to be gone before Christmas. And hey, was that too soon? It hasn't happened yet. Thank you. Sure. No, that's. I think that's a very good business decision what you're making right now. 
and I'm sorry, like I've got an addictive personality, uh, so I need that other part of cocaine. Okay. Um, so it's missing something vital, but Christmas beef. Sure. That sounds. It sounds like I'm getting a friend, which is all I was looking for from Billy Crystal. Yeah, and Christmas beef is the friend most people need at this point in their yes. lives. I will say. So I'm going with I'm going with Christmas beef. Oh, yes. wow! Wow, understood. Um, That's really messed up. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I'm I'm probably should have been around people who like to party a little more. I like yeah, it's just like the type of thing where like you sort of you know you take your no- the notes you know you, yeah you, you go you get you, you write a second draft you know yeah mm-hmm. but then you hear about christmas beef and you're like yeah that's ready to go that's prime time yeah yeah well fine i'm happy for you james and james the investor i don't support you or agree with any of your decisions come on if you need Sorry. to offload crystal later just tell me yeah i'll offload him for a cool 45 million <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that money's gone. That He's money is gone. <laughs> yeah, you held on to that forty-five million from your time moving from Chicago to LA. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, suspect here. Well, I I think that this has really we've explored a lot of areas mm-hmm. of uh, improv, comedy, yeah. uh, beef, um, etc., and I think it's beautiful what i i do think it's funny james that you presented this with all of these decisions were good decisions that went wrong uh-huh. um i i i think that's an interesting perspective that's a, on it's it. a healthy framing maybe yeah yeah it's a healthy framing well it's always about the frame less about the photo within you know oh right live laugh love well if I'm ever so lucky to join again, I'll tell you about how the Fibonacci sequence didn't turn out the way it should have for me, which is a foolproof plan. What? It's a great idea, but sometimes there's a guy that's just cursed, and that's me. Damn. Oh, you're cursed? Yeah, that's why my good ideas fail, not because they're bad. That's yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, I guess I guess this will this will have to be a two-parter then. You know, you'll have to come back on with a cliffhanger yeah. like that. <laughs> and you know what? Curses can be reversed. If the if the fucking socks did it, you can too. The baker and the whatever in um into the woods. The baker, the maker, and the candlestick maker. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Absolutely. James, what would you like to promote at the end here? Uh, I'd sure like people to check out Original Understudies, the improv comedy podcast that both Maggie and Caroline have been on. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i going to formally invite uh, James Dwyer to join my weekly, my weekly doodle list where I write panicked, like, yep. need to get people <laughs> to fill in long letters. Uh, if you're interested in joining on my list of uh, improvisers, I'd love you to. Uh, it's at originalunderstudies.com. Then you can get the podcast to whatever place you get podcasts. Awesome. We'll be sure to link it in the comments yeah. uh, or in the description for this podcast episode. Uh, James, it was a pleasure to meet you and have you here on Stinkers. Thanks for stinking it up. Stinkers. <laughs>